If you like mixing, hiking, and charming culture, lots of history, and an inviting pub just about wherever you need one, you'd enjoy England's wealth of venerable footpaths and long-distance trails. The English love their great outdoors, and we've invited two English guides, Lorraine Denine and Deborah Hayburn, to join us in our studios to share tips about the best walks in England. Deborah and Lorraine, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Deborah, you're from Exmoor, which is, where is Exmoor exactly? Oh, Exmoor is southwest of Bristol, okay. in the southwest of England. It's north of Dartmoor. And north of Cornwall then, because a lot of And north of Cornwall. Oh, okay, that's And right. if you walk up onto the top of Exmoor, you can look north and you can see over the Bristol Channel and you can see Cardiff and Wales. And you've probably got a lot of good hikes within a short distance of your yep. home then. Absolutely, yes, I have, yes. And many of them crisscross over some of the major long-distance oh, paths. And Lorraine, you live in the Cotswolds. I live in the Cotswolds, yes. Uh, my house is about 200 yards from the Cotswold Way. It goes right past our houses. So it's probably hard for you not to enjoy hiking. Well, it's yeah, just to get out good. and enjoy it's it. It's good fun, yes. Excellent you know, fun. I've gone to the Cotswolds for years, and I'm always working on my guidebook. And a few years ago, I decided... Stop running around looking for hotels and restaurants. Take three hours and enjoy a walk. It Absolutely. Doesn't, it, you know, get up early, stay out a little later. There's long nights in the summer. And get out off the road. You see a different Cotswolds from off the road. You certainly do. And the footpaths are very easy to find, as you've probably found, because particularly somewhere like the Cotswolds, which is quite a popular area, there are always signposts that tell you where the public footpaths are. And those little yellow arrows will guide you across the fields. I love the post. I love the mix of culture and history and walking. And it's all so easy. And when you're all done, you can hop in a bus or take a taxi back where you started. You can indeed. There are lots of public transports around the Cotswolds now which pick you up and drop you off. And of course... There are always pubs, so if you need a taxi, you can stop in a pub, get yourself a half a pint, and mm-hmm. and call a taxi. Call a taxi after a half a pint, or maybe a pint. Maybe you need a, a pint, taxi. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah, you know, you've hiked all over the world, and England, there's just something about England that celebrates walking. What is it about England that is special for long-distance walks in this whole culture of hiking? I think, although they're long-distance walks, some of which can take You can take as long as you like, but you can Mm -hmm. take a week to two weeks. But you can see such a variety of different landscapes Mm -hmm. in a short, a very short distance. I think that's really what it is. And there's this spirit of England that we can walk anywhere. We have the right to walk. In fact, tell me about the mass trespass. This is a fascinating sort of thing about England's hiking heritage. Yes, these were workers who trespassed on the Duke of Devonshire's land. He was only using it for 12 days a year for grouse shooting. And he put up a fence and he said, this is my private property? Well, he said, this is my private property, yes. And the workers in the new industrial areas of Manchester wanted access to that land. The Duke of Devonshire wouldn't give it, so they publicised a big walk, the Great Trespass, the Mass Trespass, and they called it a trespass because they were trespassing on the Duke's land. And um, the police were out, the gamekeepers were out, but they got to the top. So the, so the workers won. The workers won. And Lorraine, this exercise of the right to walk, you got to be respectful, but you've oh, got yes. to be able to walk from A to B. Yes, yes, indeed. The mass trespass and the start of the 1930s on Kinder Scout was the formation of the Ramblers Association. Ah, there we go, because the Ramblers is like, a, it's a huge club of people that want to take care of yes, the trails yes. and defend the rights to walk. Absolutely. I think there are about 140,000 miles of public footpaths in England and Wales, and they reckon 
there's about 10,000 miles of lost footpaths that they're still trying to reinstate. So the Ramblers Club is helping spearhead that. Yes, absolutely, yes. Deborah Hayburn lives in the high moorlands of Exmoor in southwest England, and Lorraine Deneen lives close to the Cotswold Way National Trail. They're getting us ready to enjoy a nice long ramble in the English countryside right now on Travel with Rick Steves. You can find contact information for our guests each week on our website, ricksteves.com radio. Let's talk about the, the, the long-distance hikes in England, because you don't need to do them for four or five days, but you can certainly take advantage of these historic long-distance trails. What are the, the top trails, would you say, Lorraine, in, in England? Um, there's the Pennine Way, which is about 250 miles, I suppose. It starts down in the Peak District, where the trespass was, and it treks north to the Scottish border along the Pennines, which are the backbone of England. Okay, so the biggest mountains in England. There. Yes, sort, yeah. sort of, yes. The Pennine Way. The Pennine Way. What's another one? There's the Hadrian's Wall Walk. That's only about 70 miles, so you can knock that off in less than a week. So 2,000 years ago, the, the, the Romans, they took over as far as essentially the north edge of England before yes. Scotland, and they decided to build a wall to seal off the empire. They did. Much of that wall survives. I mean, it's ruined, but it's a yes. dramatic ancient site. Yes. It's 70 miles long. Yes, it's about 70 miles. It goes from coast to coast, uh, from Newcastle in the east to mm-hmm. the west coast. And to be all alone with the wind and the sheep and that wall going across the craggy countryside, it looks, the, the landscape is just ripped out of the geology. It's gorgeous. You can let your imagination run wild when you're up there sometimes, yeah. And the Hadrian's Wall Trail basically uh, shadows... It follows it. It, it follows, follows it, this, yeah. this Roman site. Yeah. You can walk on the wall if you want to. You can touch the wall. You can, you're with the wall the whole way, basically. I love that. Deborah. what's another great walk we want to consider when we're thinking about Britain and hiking? Well, of course, I live in the southwest of England, so I'm going to say the southwest coastal path. And that's the one that goes around Cornwall, isn't it? It is, yes. Because I was yes. exploring Cornwall and I kept coming upon the, what is it called, the, the southwest? The southwest Trans- coastal path, yeah. Because it's well signposted. Very well signposted, And it yes. is, if you like, Poldark. You know, the dramatic mm-hmm. scenery yes. on Poldark. You are all alone with Poldark images. Yes. It is such a beautiful, beautiful coastline the whole way around. And not just Cornwall, but the North Somerset coastline, right. uh, the North Devon coastline, the Cornish coastline, the South Devon coastline, spectacularly beautiful coastline. The north coast of Somerset on the coastal path has the highest sea cliffs in the country. The moor just tumbles straight down into the coast. And to walk that path with the highest sea cliffs in England on one side, you've got deer and sheep on the other roaming around wild. And then you come down with the sun setting in front of you onto the west is sublime. We're talking about hiking in England. We're joined by two English guides who love hiking, Deborah Hayburn and Lorraine Deneen. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. You can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. And Dee is on the line from Denver in Colorado. Dee, thanks for your call. Hi, thanks for having me on. I am excited about the possibility of hiking in England, and I wasn't sure if the areas that you've mentioned are ones that are similar to other places um, where there's like a hut system, and you can hike from place to place and stay overnight pretty easily, or accommodations can be found along the hike. You know, Dee, if you're thinking about those wonderful mountain refuges in the Alps of Switzerland and France... England just doesn't have mountains like that. England's mountains are like little hills, and there's villages scattered everywhere, so you don't really need those desolate mountain huts 
but you do come across villages every so often and, and so on. Let's hear from our guides. Lorraine, what about accommodations when you're on a multi-day hike? On a multi-day hike, there's a wide variety. There are bed and breakfasts, there are pubs that do rooms, there are hotels, and of course these days there's Airbnb rooms. Mm-hmm. And there are also companies that will take your luggage on to the next stop. I love that. It's because a great idea. I like to have my gear, but I don't like to carry it all Absolutely, day. Absolutely, yeah. And we can look into those companies. I, I hear nothing but good things about them. And, uh, They're great. It, it, it They're has great. the convenience of they line up the B&Bs, the charming little guest houses. You have a beautiful, hearty breakfast. You're on your way and bags waiting for you at the next spot. Absolutely, yeah. That the, sounds great. There, there are loads of those companies. Just Google them. You'll find loads. Dee, thanks for your call. Good luck on your long-distance hike in England. Thank you so much. You bet. And Glenn in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, has emailed us. And Glenn writes, I did a couple of long-distance walks a few years ago. I did the Wardens Way in the Cotswolds and Cleveland Way along the coast. I climbed up Mount Snowden, and I did a day on Hadrian's Wall. I'd like to do a long walk that would pass castle ruins and interesting historic sites or find a cycle route relatively traffic-free. I'd rather not have to rent a car to get around. Have you got any suggestions? So Glenn has done quite a bit of hiking, and he wants a long walk featuring castle ruins and historic sites. The Wye mm. Valley, the Wye Valley Walk. What do you reckon, mm. Deborah? Oh, yes. That's a beautiful That's walk. That's in the south of Wales? That's a beautiful walk. It's, it's also sort of bordering between England and Wales. Okay, because there's a number of hikes along the English mm. and Welsh border, yes. isn't there? Yeah, yes. and the border moved a lot. So the Wye Valley, because it's a border, they had lots of castles yeah. to defend the border. So something like the Wye Valley Walk is beautiful and you'll find lots of castles. Would these be Welsh castles to defend against the English or English castles to keep the Welsh indigenous people down? Um, Both, 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 yeah, Yeah, because over the centuries, as the border moved, you'd have the Welsh building castles to kick the English out and vice versa. And sometimes you've got the same castle and one generation it's English and another generation it's Welsh. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been dreaming about hiking in England and mixing in all that history and culture. We've been joined by our guides and fellow hikers, Deborah Hayburn and Lorraine Deneen. Deborah and Lorraine, let's just finish with, with a favorite moment you've each had enjoying the countryside and the culture of England. Lorraine, what's a particularly magic moment that you've had that you can kind of paint a picture of? Well, when you're on these walks, it's, it's the people you meet. When I did the Wye Valley Walk, I remember meeting an American girl, um, and she was walking it on her own. I was walking it with my friend, and we hooked up. And we spent three days together, and we've been in touch with her ever since. It's just magical meeting people on these walks. You know, i got to say, the English hikers are just so convivial, and there's just an etiquette almost of talking with each other and sharing information and, and having a beer together in the pub. Yes, and so the beer. So American, and the beer. And the beer. Plenty <laughs> of opportunities there. Deborah, what's a, a magic insight you have for this uh, wonderful dimension of England? I think it is what I mentioned earlier, actually. It is walking westwards and watching the sunset and the different light, the light through the day. You know, this is a very important tip because the sunset might be 9 o'clock. It might be late yes. in the day because oh, yes. this is if a very high summer. latitude. And to walk into the sunset, the shadows are beautiful, the colors are warm, the crowds are gone, mm. and you're surrounded by England. England, nature. Deborah and Lorraine, thanks so much. I felt like I was with you on those trails, and there's a lifetime of hiking to be had and enjoyed in England. Thank you, Thank Rick. you, Rick. Thank you. Hey, I'm Rick Steves. In my latest book, For the Love of Europe, 
I share highlights of a lifetime of exploring Europe, my favorite experiences, sights, and encounters in 100 essays. Order your copy today at ricksteves.com.